0: Hey guys, and welcome to The Drop Off, a daily podcast between father and son about life, sports, and everything in between. Today, we're going to talk about some basketball games that happened yesterday, including my basketball game. So, what did you think of my basketball game last night?
1: All right, man, I was actually pretty impressed for the first game of the season. I thought that y'all had pretty good defensive and offensive structures, but... Um, offensively, I think y'all did a really good job moving without the ball, and I really liked kind of the simple offensive system that your coaches set up. Obviously, at this age, I think most of the points are going to come out of transition, um, kind of out of turnovers, where you get fast breaks or things like that, because it's a lot harder to score in the half court. Um, but despite that, I think y'all started off the season really strong. What are your, your thoughts on the first game?
0: I think we did really well. Um, I I um, think our defensive presses worked really well um at because like when we had the presses like when we were using the presses we like let them score like three points the whole game but i think we did pretty well
1: yeah at this age at the age you're at now it's so much harder to score off the zone than it is when you're playing man-to-man like it's really hard i think for middle schoolers in particular because they just y'all haven't developed the individual skills necessary yet to break the zone like your passing isn't crisp enough uh penetrating the defense is really hard in that zone but as you get older actually it's it's actually easier to play against zones sometimes um y'all also aren't good enough outside shooters yet at least some of you on your team but nathaniel one for one from the three-point line let's go uh that was great he hit his first shot um i think my so we we had a little recap after the game of obviously their team did really well they had a good game as a team but we also want to work on individually how do we play and my game grade for you was kind of low it was a c plus and there's some things i think you need to work on that i think actually all a lot of kids your age need to work on and one of the main things one of the main problems i see is oftentimes kids will dribble into space that is open But the reason it's open is because the defense wants them to dribble to the area. And so rather than attacking the basket, getting into the teeth of the defense, oftentimes against the zone, people will just over dribble and dribble to like the side or almost into the corner of the court, which is exactly where the defense wants you to go to. And so a few times you dribble into the corner. It was open for a little while. Then the zone collapses on you. Now you're double teamed and you got nowhere to go with the ball. You pick up your dribble and you're stuck. So that's one thing I think you could definitely work on. One, don't dribble to the sides. Two, don't pick up your dribble. And number three, always keep your head up because in that zone, once those two players come to you, someone on your team is open. What? How do you think about how you played yesterday?
0: I think I played really pretty well. Um, it didn't feel natural when I was playing. Um, uh, it might have been like my first game back in a while, but I didn't feel. I just didn't feel like smooth and stuff on the court.
1: What do you think contributed to that? Is that just because first game of the season, you still kind of feel rusty, haven't played competitive basketball in a while? Or do you feel like you haven't earned the coach's trust to where you have like a green light to do any shot that you want? You can't be as aggressive as you might hope to be because you feel like, oh, you know what, maybe my coach doesn't want me to be aggressive. Is that how you feel? Or kind of what's behind the lack of aggression that I noticed in the game yesterday?
0: It's definitely both. Um, I felt both a lot. Um, It was hard too. Like, um, I don't really know how to explain it, but it was like, (coughs) nothing really felt like natural to do. And, um, I felt like my coach would get mad at me if I do this and stuff. So I don't really know.
1: (coughs) What were the things that you felt like if you did, your coach would not be happy about?
0: Well, like, um, turning the ball over, like, driving to the basket, and then just getting the ball turned over?
1: Yeah, no, I I don't think that's the case. I, I think your coach is a good coach. He recognizes that uh – it's not about the results necessarily, but it's about the process. Like if you're driving into like five or six, not not six, obviously there's only five defenders on the court. If you're just driving into like a mass of people with nowhere to go, with your head down, not looking up, yeah, yeah. then I think the coach would be upset by that. But if you make a good play and it just happens to end up in a turnover, you, you can't worry about that. You know, that's one thing I think in the NBA that young players struggle with, and sometimes even bench players, like knowing your role. And you ever heard of the phrase he's on a short hook or short leash. That means like young players, coaches don't like playing them because they make mistakes. And sometimes some coaches, if a young player makes a mistake, they'll take him out of the game. And obviously the young player wants to be in the game. And so what happens is they become more tentative and they actually are, it's almost counterproductive because they're so nervous about making a mistake that they end up making more mistakes. And I feel like you got, you got in your own head yesterday. You got to play your game, man. Like, On your next level team i feel like you think you're the man on the team and so like you got the ball in your hands you're controlling it you have to be aggressive you have to take the ball to the hoop in order for your team to have any chance of winning you didn't have that mentality yesterday and i think that you need that mentality when you come off the bench that that unit needs you to either put the ball in the basket or set up easy scoring opportunities for your teammates and the only way you can do that is by aggressively going downhill attacking the basket using the skills that you've developed through many hours of practice you gotta be confident in all the work that you've put in. It's the same thing that I told Naomi. You know, she's got a huge Nutcracker Ballet show come up. Shout out to Nene if you're hearing this. And she is so good at her soldier, but she's a little nervous. You know, there's a lot of people watching. She's, this is her first time beginning a show like that. And what I had to tell her was like, you got to trust the work that you put in. And when you trust the work that you put in, because you have put in that work and you achieve the success as a result of that, that makes you more excited and wants you to put in more work. It's like this positive feedback loop. Of the more success you have, the more you enjoy it. The more you enjoy it, the more you work at it. The more you work at it, the better you'll get. And it's, it's that kind of progress that you're making in basketball that I love seeing. It's been so fun to watch you, how much you've improved ever since you started playing basketball. You've always had that love. But that love is now bearing fruit in how skilled and how good at basketball you become. And so I'm really excited to see another game today. So hopefully you've shaken off that early season rust and are ready for game two of the Hyde Park basketball season. Now, what's, what's been happening in pro or college hoops that you think is interesting?
0: So um, last night, um, Duke lost to Ohio State. Um, that really surprised me because Duke coming off – like. Maybe, like, two games ago, they just beat Gonzaga, which is a pretty big win for them. So um, losing to Ohio State might be big. And does that mean that Purdue is the number one seed now?
1: Yeah. Uh, To me, that just speaks of parity. Do you know what that word means? Um, What what do you think parity means? P-A-R-I-T-Y. Vocab lesson.
0: Oh, oh um, I was thinking of P-A-R-O-D-Y. <laughs> is
1: that a
0: word? No. Oh, oh. You know, parity is, yeah, that is a word
1: too, but that's yeah. not the word that I'm thinking
0: of. That's what I was thinking of.
1: Okay, so parity, P-A-R-I-T-Y, means like uh Balance. It means this idea that there's no one or two dominant teams that are just going to completely obliterate everybody. And college basketball right now is an environment of a lot of parity, meaning on any given night, there's a good chance that, you know, a, a big reason is because a lot of these really excellent teams, like let's say Duke, for instance, their team is so dependent and heavy on really, really young players. Right? Especially as all the best players go to the NBA after their freshman year in college. I think that's one reason why, I don't know if we talked about this before, but I think that's one reason why we saw a lot of the older teams like Baylor have a lot of success. Because they had grown men, 22, 23-year-old men, playing against 18, 19-year-old kids. Now, the 18, 19-year-old kids might have had more talent, ultimately, and might end up having better careers in the NBA. But for that particular game, they had such an advantage in terms of uh, maturation, skills, even body development, that they were able to win. Now, the reason why, I just think younger players are less consistent, and they're still developing a lot as players. And so Boncero, beast mode, right? He's getting 20 and 10 every game, potential number one pick in next year's NBA draft. That doesn't guarantee you that your team's going to win every game.
0: Um, I really agree with that. Um, like, the fact is, Davion Mitchell um, is, like, he's really good, but, like, he's, o- he's like, um, he's better than these younger players because he's more developed and has more time to develop. So I'm wondering how, like, these older players' careers will pan out. Like, how, ca- um, what's his name? Chris Duarte is already, like, making an impact in the NBA for the Pacers.
1: Yeah, it was crazy to find out that Davion Mitchell is older than De'Aaron Fox, right? That's crazy. De'Aaron, what is this? De'Aaron Fox is like fourth year in the NBA, uh, and Davion Mitchell's already older than him, which which I think is kind of crazy. But actually, I think that's actually a good strategy. So a long t- for a long time, the wisdom in the NBA draft has been, hey, you got to draft for potential. You got to draft like the younger players because you're projecting what they will be in the future. I think a really wise draft strategy, especially if you're drafting kind of later on in the lottery, is to draft guys that you think can step in right away and be good. Because the problem that a lot of teams face is if you develop these good young players, at some point you're going to have to pay them. And really, it's you start paying them at the point they become really quality players. So we're seeing like Atlanta come up with that issue. They're going to have huge tax implications in their roster as they start to pay guys like Kevin Huerter, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter. Like there's no way they can pay all those guys. But what if you draft a Chris Duarte who can step right in and contribute on a rookie scale contract for at least the first four years? And then you have control over his contract. And he might not be a max guy in the future, but you need those glue guys, those kind of 10 to $15 million players who are going to provide quality minutes either on the starting lineup or off the bench. And a great way to find those is to find guys who are ready-made to come in and contribute right out of college.
0: Chris Duarte, Rookie of the Year. Um, so, um, another game that happened last night was the Suns versus Warriors, the top two teams in the NBA. The Suns came out or it came out with um, lengthening their 16-game win streak to 17 games. What do you think of the Suns this year?
1: Man, that's really impressive. I, unfortunately, we're, we're going to do our kind of over-under recap, kind of quarter-season recap pretty soon, maybe tomorrow. And I think I might have to take a ball again. <laughs> I think for the Suns, I talked about how, and correct me if I'm wrong, but how not all young, good teams, their progress is linear, but sometimes they take you know two steps forward, one step back. And it looks like I was wrong with the Suns. You know, they, they came out of the gate pretty slow, started 1-3. and three, But as Nathaniel said, they're now on 17-game winning streak. Which, wow, any team that can win 17 games in a row is legit. Now, obviously, you're counting a lot on a very, uh, maybe a 38, 39-year-old Chris Paul. I don't even know how old he is anymore. Almost 40-year-old Chris Paul, which that in itself is like, wow. Point guards usually, especially small point guards, usually drop off a lot. And obviously, he's not peak Chris Paul. Uh, but he's still... His shots falling off a little bit this year, and he had off-season wrist surgery. But he's he's still the maestro of a very good offense. And the great thing about the Suns is, though, they're not dependent on one side of the ball. They're a great defense and a great offense, they're super balanced. I was really excited about the game last night versus the Warriors, but I was kind of sad because we have league pass, but we don't have cable. We you know we cut the cord a long time ago, but. League Pass doesn't show nationally televised games. And so you actually miss a lot of the best games of the season. So Warriors, Suns was on TNT, but I couldn't watch it because we don't have cable. So I would have liked to see that game, uh, but I wasn't able to see it. I did see that Steph Curry struggled a little bit, finally had a cold game. It was unfortunate that that cold game came on national television in the showdown versus the Suns. But with the Lakers struggling, I wouldn't be surprised um, that if this was kind of a preview of the Western Conference Finals.
0: Yes, I agree. Um, maybe um, our picks about the Lakers making it to the finals aren't going to go. Um, I really underestimated the Suns or um, the Warriors this year, um, last year, and that's not looking like the case.
1: All right, well, we have arrived at school. Thanks for listening to us to a basketball recap of, number one, the most important game that happened yesterday, Hyde Park, sixth grade, middle school, fifth and sixth grade middle school boys. But Nathaniel, Hope you have a great day at school today, buddy. Bye, Dad.
0: Love you. See you later. See you tomorrow or see you later today. See you at the game.
1: All right, buddy.